0: Is open trade crucial for decarbonization? From over 1,300 cities in 130 countries, we bring you the Good Morning Africa podcast. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ritha Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at The K Financial News. And you can find me at Ritha Dong. Ngozi okonjo Iwela, director General of the World Trade Organization, says open trade is crucial for decarbonization. A recent Global Stock Take report from the UN found that global greenhouse gas emissions are still rising and that national pledges to cut these collectively fall far short of what is needed to keep average global temperatures within the 2% of pre-industrial levels as set out in the 2015 price agreement, let alone the more ambitious 1.5 degrees Celsius objective. In this episode, Ikondro Iwela discusses the reluctance to fund
1: the decarbonization journey. The money isn't coming. The amounts are huge and the trillions needed. Um, you know, you take Africa, for instance, it needs $190 billion to finan- per year up to 2030 to finance the green transition. What is it getting now? Minute amounts. How is it going to be raised? So we have to think of sensible things like, How do we raise that money? So that's one. The second is business. They're facing a lot of regulatory fragmentation. There are 73 different carbon taxing and pricing regimes in the world today. They are confused. When they go from one country to the other, they have to think about a different way and a different system. So how do we bring this together? So if we have a common methodology or framework for a global carbon pricing regime. I think that will help. And then we can use some of those resources that would be raised to help finance the green transition in those vulnerable countries that don't have the resources. So that was why I was nodding so vigorously. And I think developing countries need to get behind it. We've now, the international financial institutions have all been working on this in parallel. The IMF, the World Bank, the WTO, the OECD. And finally, we are coming together in one task force to try to see if we can put all our energies together and develop a common methodology or framework. We know that not every country is going to have a carbon price or tax. The U.S. will never do it. They they will approach it through regulation and subsidies and other means. But once we have a common framework, we can all measure what we are doing against that. And more importantly, we can transfer some of the resources raised to help finance the green transition. So thank you for raising that, Taman. Yeah. Well, it's so slow because, I mean, when you talk of raising taxes, or price, it's never a popular subject anywhere. As Taman said, you have so many former uh, present finance ministers on the panel, and we know what this means. It's politically difficult to talk about raising taxes. It's also politically difficult to phase out subsidies. We tried it when I was a finance minister in Nigeria, and we wanted to phase out our subsidies. We went halfway, but it was very politically sensitive. So that is why you don't hear great enthusiasm when you talk about raising taxes or phasing out subsidies. But I think the world, we need to take some hard decisions. You cannot have a situation in which you have $1.2 trillion in fossil fuel subsidies. A lot of it is in developed countries, by the way not developing, and then we are trying to look for peanuts for a loss and damage fund. You have over 600 billion in trade distorting agricultural subsidies, and we are looking for peanuts for a loss and damage fund. When we get 200 million, we're all happy. We need to take those hard decisions, but they are not being done because it's politically difficult, and politicians who look at the short-term horizon. They want to be re-elected, right? That's the problem. (laughs)
0: And a quick look at the market. The market segment is powered by the Development Bank of Rwanda. We empower you. Johannesburg Stock Exchange listed cement manufacturer PPC subsidiary PPC International Holdings has successfully disposed of its 51% shareholding in sumera in Rwanda for 42.5 million dollars. PPC confirms that all conditions precedent to the disposal have been fulfilled and that the proceeds have been received from the buyer. Kenya-based Devki Group subsidiary National Cement. PPC CEO Matthias Cadarelli comments that the sale of PPC's stake in Simera allows the Rwandan business to be part of a regional group that is better positioned to support its growth. In turn, the disposal allows PPC to focus on its core South African markets, where it sees opportunities to drive improved profitability and secure a more sustainable return on capital. Simera, which was established in 1984, is Rwanda's only integrated summit manufacturer. South African Reserve Bank unanimously decided to keep its key rupper rate at 8.25% on January 25th as widely anticipated, thereby keeping borrowing costs at their highest since 2009. The bank highlighted the persistence of inflation risks while emphasizing a balanced evaluation of risks to medium-term growth. It noted that the return of inflation to the target had been slow despite the expected gradual moderation. Headline inflation fell for a second month to 5.1% in December, from 5.5% in November, but still above the preferred 4.5% midpoint of the central bank's target of 3-6%. to The inflation forecast was kept at 5% for 2024 and was slightly revised upward to 4.6% for 2025, compared to the previous estimate of 4.5% in November. Concerning economic activity, the South African Reserve Bank maintained its growth projections at 1.2% for 2024 and 1.3% for 2025. Looking ahead, Governor Nkanyago said future interest rate decisions will depend on the data available during the MPC meetings. And a quick trip around Africa the annual inflation rate in Zambia continued to climb for the seventh month to hit 13.2% in January of 2024, the highest since February of 2022 up from 3.1% in the prior month, mainly on the back of a weakening currency. Price growth accelerated for non-food products, while food prices slowed down a bit, likely due to seasonal factors. Zambia's Squatcher has experienced a significant 52% decline against the US dollar since the end of June 2023, attributed to reduced metal prices and production, alongside the challenges associated with the restructuring of over $10 billion of external sovereign debt on a monthly basis, Consumer prices surged up by 2.1% in January, the most in a year, after a 1% rise in the prior month. Global electricity demand is expected to grow at a faster rate over the next three years as the clean energy transition gathers speed, with all the additional demand forecasts to be covered by technologies that produce low-emission electricity, according to a new report from the IEA. Electricity 2024 is the latest edition of IEA's annual analysis of electricity market developments and policies, providing forecasts for demand supply and carbon dioxide emissions for the sector from 2026. The report finds that while global growth in electricity demand eased slightly to 2.2% in 2023 due to the falling electricity consumption in advanced economies, it is projected to accelerate to an average of 3.4% from 2024 through to 2026. About 85% of the increase in the world's electricity demand through 2026 is expected to come from outside advanced economies, most notably China, India, and countries in Southeast Asia. Have a record-setting electricity generation from low-emission sources comprising of renewables such as solar, wind, and hydro, as well as nuclear power, should reduce the role of fossil fuels in providing power for homes and businesses. Low-emission sources are expected to account for almost half of the world's electricity generated by 2026 up from a share of just under 40 percent in 2023 renewables are set to make up more than one-third of total electricity generation by early 2025 overtaking coal by 2025 nuclear power generation is also forecast to reach an all-time high globally as output from france climbs several plants in japan come back online and new reactors begin commercial operations in many markets including china india korea and europe When the share of fossil fuels in global generation falls beneath 60%, as a region, Africa remains an outlier in electricity demand trends, according to the report's analysis. While electricity per capita in India and Southeast Asia has risen rapidly, it has been effectively stagnant in Africa for more than three decades. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of The K Financial. If you have suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit the website. That's thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at The K Financial. And you can find me at The K.